You're listening to the e-commerce marketing show presented by Privy. Live from my closet. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of the e-commerce marketing show. I'm super excited because today we're actually switching things up from a traditional interview where we kind of, well, not that it's switching up from a traditional channel, but we've never talked about the importance of product photography. And so I'm super excited because I have Chaitra with me. She has a really interesting story. She's going to not only tell you her background, but most importantly, dive into like the power of product photography. She's seen some amazing results for her own business and hopefully leave you with a couple tips. So hopefully we can help give you a little bit of a makeover on this episode. But first, give us some background on who you are and how you got into this. Because I know you started your career as an engineer and, and then now here we are on the e-commerce marketing show talking about photography for your Shopify store. So like, what's your journey been? Yeah, so in 2014, I moved to the United States. I was working as a research scholar in Carnegie Mellon University. And at that time, I started a blog just as a creative outlet. It was a beauty and lifestyle blog. At that point, I started blogging in the evenings, but I quickly got curious about how to grow my audience. And I started doing a lot of research on how to build an audience, how to build traffic and that kind of stuff. At that point, when I was doing all this research, I came across this story, which I think I should share because it's just so important, even in the context of product photography. So the famous vacation rental, which you know, Airbnb. It was founded in 2008, and it was close to shutting down in 2009. And the company's revenue was at $200 per week at that point. And the founders were like forced to make their credit cards. They were close to shutting down. And one afternoon, while browsing the New York City listings, they kind of, you know, they're just trying to figure out why things weren't working for them. And they recognized the pattern. All of the 40 listings had photos that sucked. The photos were dark, unattractive, and of poor quality. So people weren't buying just because they couldn't literally see what they were paying for. So the team tossed a simple solution. They went to New York City, rented a camera, went to each of these 40 listings, and replaced all the amateur photos with beautiful, high-quality photos. And just one week later, the revenue doubled to $400 per week. So from $200, they went to $400 in just one week, and that was a turning point, And now they're a big billion dollar revenue business. And I think that story kind of says it all about product photography. But in my own journey, at that point, after I read that story, I came back, looked at my blog, the photos sucked. And I looked at all these other <laughs> blogs that were doing really well. So I started kind of trying to improve the quality of my photos. And as I improved the quality of my photos, my audience started growing it almost went from 4000 page views to 50,000 page views in just a matter of six months. And then I had many lifestyle and beauty brands approaching me for content collaboration. So that's how my journey started in photography. And then I started sharing more about design and photography on my website. That grew and I started my own design and photography studio. And it's been amazing. It's an amazing journey. I bet you're having fun too. Why do you think that like, it's interesting. Like we talk a lot about doing the things to grow your business, right? So we talk about ads, we talk about email, we talk about copywriting, we talk about conversion, yeah. but you wouldn't think on the surface that like, Hey, you just make your stuff look better and you're going to bring in more traffic. Like, Why do you think that works making your site experience look better? Why do you think that actually works from a traffic perspective? The brain actually processes 
images 60,000 times faster than text. And that's some kind of nerdy thing we all know. Basically, when a customer lands on your website, they're unconsciously kind of forming their first impression based on the images. So before even they read text, they're looking at the images. So people buy from brands that they trust. And if the images are of poor quality, then it's really hard to build that trust and connection with your customers. And also people remember 80% of what they see and just 20% of what they read. So again, product photos have that little bit of a competitive advantage when it comes to like capturing attention and creating memories about your brand. But that's what marketing is all about. So I love that you brought the engineering side to explain the logic there, which is like the actual math behind it. It it makes sense, right? The first impression is everything, especially in e-commerce. Everybody knows that if you're scrolling on Instagram, you need within that first three seconds of that video or that ad to catch somebody's attention. So I think a lot of people know that, but why do you think a lot of people know it, but then you actually go to their website and it doesn't look great? Is it that they don't think like, I'm not a photographer, I can't go do this? I feel like they're into all the other marketing pieces and they just sometimes ignore the product photography part. And sometimes they feel like they want to spend money on all the other things. And when they come to product photography, they just don't have the budget for it sometimes. And sometimes when they're trying to take their own product photos, they just don't have the right techniques and tools or whatever that is required to do the product photography. I want to understand like how important this is. Like if you were starting a new e-commerce brand, you said typically people think about it last. We figure out Facebook and website and email. And would you start with photography first if you were building like the foundation of a new business? I would because it's a huge piece of the marketing material. So even before you go to Facebook ads or even before you build your website, it's important to, I'm also a website designer. And before building the Shopify website, I need the product photos in place because content first, right? Just like how your copy is important, photos are just as important. I remember you did this episode with Val, Val Geisler, and she was talking about this dinner party strategy, remember? Where she was saying the whole dinner party strategy thing about calling somebody for dinner. But I feel like product photos is like the invitation to the dinner. If they don't like the invite itself, they're not even going to show up to the party. I think it's one of the most important and first pieces that people need to kind of pay attention. Yeah. I love it. I always do this. That's what I want like the clip of this episode to be. Like this is where we're going to clip that. It's a perfect analogy. It is the dinner party strategy. It yeah. lets people know like what you said earlier. This is how you get people to know like and trust you. No different than a brick and mortar store. Who knows yeah. if we'll ever go to one of those again, but like you yeah. walk in the store and you instantly make a first impression about whether this place is for you or not. I want to get into some of the tactical stuff because you have really good stuff and I want to make sure that we give people that. One thing that stood out for me in the prep notes and questions and stuff that that we had is like you can do a lot of this without fancy equipment. Like we all have one of these and like, it seems you think that we can do a lot of stuff. Yeah. So people often think product photography, let's buy a DSLR camera, invest in all these crazy lenses, lighting equipment, and then their photos still don't look great. And that's because it's not the tool, but it's the technique that matters. So if you know the right technique, then you can take better photos with your iPhone than many people would with their expensive DSLR. I just feel like it's about mastering the techniques on your iPhone and the basics of photography. And that I think can help you take much better photos. Can you teach me? Like, I actually want to know, like, I feel like I should have this, but I don't have like that photographer's eye. Like, teach me. I want to know exactly what I can do on my phone right now to start taking better pictures. Like, teach me live on this call. (laughs) Okay, let me grab my iPhone too. (laughs) So one of the first things you got to master when it comes to photography is lighting. Before even going to the camera, first thing you need to do is set up your scene for the product well. So start with a $10 IKEA table, your smartphone, a small tripod, and some phone apps, and you're golden. 
the regular iPhone camera app is great for taking the photos, that part. Then next thing you need to do is find the biggest window in your house and set up that $10 IKEA table next to it within zero to three feet, just so we can ensure even lighting. Do you want the light behind you or from the side? From the side for most products, unless you're selling something that has a glare to it, like reflective surfaces like glass, jewelry, that kind of a thing, then you want backlighting or else you want to do side lighting. So the next step is to set up a background on which you want to take photos. For backgrounds, you can order like seamless paper backgrounds on Amazon, or you can get fancy and order some really fancy ones online too, if you want to step up your game. Third thing, set up your scene on it. And if the lighting is low, then just put a $1 foam board on the opposite side of the light to reflect the light back onto the surface. So literally just can go on Amazon, get a foam board somewhere, and then that's just going to act like it's boosting the light on the side from behind it to give it a little glow? From the side, yeah. And the back, you'll just have your background. Got it. Yeah. So, and natural light is what I recommend. The sun is good enough for lighting. People order all these great artificial lights and whatnot, but all you need is natural lighting. Unless you're in a really dark room and you have absolutely no light, then you would go for a small light box. There are so many YouTube tutorials to help you set up like a simple $10 light box. Go for natural light whenever possible. You don't need to have sunny days to shoot photos. Contrary to what most people think, cloudy days are the best days to take product photos. All that you need is some sun, a tripod, a $10 IKEA table. And then now let's go to the phone because you asked me about the phone. You have the 11 too. The camera on this is amazing. You know, that alone is probably does a good job. No, it doesn't. (laughs) No? I mean, that alone will not do the job. There are so many other things Uh, to it. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll I'll shut up. Go ahead. (laughs) First thing is when you tap on the screen, you can see a square appear. Can you see that? Yeah, I can see it. And on that, you can see a sun icon on the side. I don't have a square icon. You need to tap it. There we go. Okay, I see the sun. You put your finger on the sun and pull up and the lighting goes up. Like the exposure in the goes up. uh And when you come down, the exposure comes down. I had no idea. (laughs) Most people don't. Whenever I share this, they're like, whoosh, this was awesome. Like, because it just instantly changes the exposure in your frame, which is awesome. Which one do you want? Like, how do you know? How can you just use your eye to know if it's too bright or? I would suggest on the less brighter side, if possible, because then you can fix it during editing. But if you go very bright, then you can't fix it on editing. So just be good enough, like not too much. Use your judgment. Got it. The first step is lighting. These are some simple things like what I just shared is a simple thing you can start off with. And the second very important thing is styling your photo, right? Like you said, my camera should do a good job. Yeah, but if the scene is not good enough to start with, then no matter what you take, it's important what photo you're taking, right? So what's in the photo also matters a lot. So the second step, which I recommend taking care of is styling. So styling is basically visual storytelling. And this is where you bring in all the evoking emotions part in your customers and connecting with your customers, that kind of a thing. So when I say styling, I'm basically referring to the way you design and lay out your scene for a photo. Styling, often people think like, let me just put pretty things together, like put a prop, put a background and put some products together. But it's not just about that. It's about doing it in a way that's meaningful and conveys a message to your customer and evokes emotion. So for example, like a candle company, right? When a person lands on a candle company's website, you probably want them to feel calm and relaxed. I mean, if that's what your candle is about. So take photos that evoke that emotion 
But if you go on a website where they're selling hiking gear, then you want to feel adventurous and excited. So you need to use photos that evoke that emotion. So making sure to choose props and backgrounds that evoke emotions that you want to evoke in your target customer, I think that's huge. I love that advice because it forces you to think about like the whole brand, not just like I'm taking this picture of this water bottle right now. Like where does this fit in the setting of like my overall brand? Oh, this is about being outdoors and being active. Okay. So you have to almost visualize where that's going to fit as you're kind of building up the products. Yes, exactly. Why it helps your customers visualize the same thing. When you show them what your product does, they are going to visualize using that in their own life. And that is so important before the customer actually takes out their credit card to make the purchase. So yeah. It's, it's Love it. Really okay. Hard. After ap- after styling, uh, you have advice about actually capturing the photo. Yeah. So while capturing photos, basically what I uh, want to talk about here is compos- composition. So great composition is really, you know, very important for a great photo. It's something that's very easy and um, easy to define and achieve, but people still miss it, right? The basic thing you can do is switch on the grid on your iPhone. So if you go to settings on your phone and go to um, photos or camera, I think camera. Yeah. And then there you can see, uh, go to photo. Yeah. Grid and turn that on. Can you see the grid? There's a grid option when you go to camera settings. Yeah. Yeah. So just turn that on. And now when you go back to your camera, you have a grid appearing. Um, on the camera. So that really helps. Ah, yeah. Nice. So, so now, now it frames it. What's, I, I never paid attention to this, but w- there is a rule about framing, right? So like yes. now I have the grid. Like if I'm trying to take a picture of you right now, where you should yeah. be in the middle. So there are two things, right? There's this rule of uh, thirds. That's what's called. So if you divide. That's your, what it is. Yeah. Rule of thirds. So if you d- divide your uh, frame into a three cross three grid, you want to place your product you know, along one of the lines or in, at the intersection points because that's what the rule of thirds says that that creates interesting compositions. So placing the product a little bit off-center at the inter- intersection points is a great composition, um, you know, principle that you can follow. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Camera, go to settings, go to camera, go to grid. I did it. You, you can yeah. easily do it. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, what about and- editing? Yeah, in yeah, editing. If there's one thing I want anyone to take away from this, it's that editing cannot fix a bad photo into and take it to a good one. The photo has to be good. Often people think that they can take any kind of photo and just throw some filters and transform it. Um, filters are not bad, but there's definitely more to editing. It's more about making your product look the way it is in real life on the photo as well. Um, so there are lots of editing apps that you can use, um, but I've done the research. There are two apps that I've rounded off. Uh, one is Snapseed. It's from Google and it's free. Um, and the other one is Lightroom, Lightroom Mobile. So Adobe has, I don't know how they did it, but they've kind of wrapped that huge software into a tiny mobile app. But it wow. it, it has the results. I mean, it, it's a great app and it does great things. So Snapseed we'll, and we'll, We'll put the, not to give you the cliche podcast line, but we will put the links to those in the show notes so you can go and and, and find them after. I'm assuming, I'm assuming the Google one is free. The Adobe one is paid. Uh, No, both are free. Oh, that's great. Even better. No excuses then. No excuses. No excuses at all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, and after editing, it's about exporting the photos in high quality so that you can actually use them on social media and your website. Um, so uh, some things that you want to make sure is the iPhone has two cameras, right? Uh, so one at the back and one on the front. I mean, now the back one has three cameras. That's a different story, but there are front cameras and the back cameras. So you always want to make sure um, you want to use the back camera because that is a higher resolution one. The front camera is more for video calls and selfies and that kind of a thing. So for product photography, always make sure to use the back camera. And second thing, I have to say this, don't use Zoom on your iPhone. Don't Zoom on your iPhone unless, you, unless you're using the iPhone 11 Pro. And even on that, beyond 2x, if you zoom in, the quality of your photos is going to reduce a lot. Because Stop zooming. Yeah, stop zooming because it uses op. It doesn't use optical zoom. It uses digital zoom. So that's not a good thing uh, because it crops the photo and reduces resolution. So don't zoom on your photo. Instead, zoom in with your feet and walk closer to your product. And then... (laughs) (laughs) Zoom in with your feet. That's what people came for. I love it. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, And lastly, I think avoiding editing photos too much, like taking them from multiple apps, like take them from Lightroom to Snapseed and to another app and just keep editing. That kind of, again, uh, reduces the resolution as well. Um, how how often do you think like how often do, should should brands be like updating product photography like is that something that you're you're doing a lot or are you doing kind of one photo shoot and then you're done like how do you think about that I think it just depends on the product if they have just one product line which they're selling over and over again I think that's fine just do a photo shoot but if there's a brand that's coming up with new releases every now and then then you need product photos to reflect the new collections and whatever yeah right and, and 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 you can't be like you know you could have everything to go everything ready to go except the product photography for the website so that that's that's why it's great to be able to do it on the fly on your own yes exactly and also hiring a photographer you're going to hire them once twice but you need photos for everything instagram facebook ads product photos photos for your website it's just like wholesale catalogs if you're doing wholesale it's just an endless list of um, photos you need. So better to have the skill in your pocket, you know, and you can because the iPhone is in your pocket. Okay. Should we talk about the the seven different types of uh, of photos? Because I think this is good because this is like, this gives people good ideas of like different types of of, of photos to go get. Studio, lifestyle, scale, detail, multiples, packaging, and process. Maybe let's go. I'll say the name and then you, you give me like one or two, one or two lines in each. Okay. So this is studio. Okay, so the first shot you need to take care of is the studio shot. And this is pretty much your product photo taken on a plain background, right? It's just your product straight up the way it is and nothing else. The main intention of this shot is to clearly and attractively present your product to the customer. So Love just it. it simple is my biggest tip for the studio shot. Um, and the What's next the li- one, What about the lifestyle shot? Yeah, the next one is the lifestyle shot. And this is the shot you would use to show your customer how their life will look like by using your product. So uh, f- uh, for this, you would present the product in its natural environment where you expect it to be used. So for example, in case of the candle the example that we were talking about, you can showcase your candle on a nightstand where it's probably going to be used like in the night just before you're you know, unwinding for your uh, you know, nighttime routine or something like that. Cool. Uh, or you can use it on a tabletop just next to a was. Just show a few scenarios as to where your shot uh, for product is going to be used. So that's the lifestyle shot. Yeah, like if I'm selling this water bottle, you want like a, a sweaty arm drinking it after after a workout. 
Yeah. Um, and then what, what, what is scale like to show, to show the actual size of something? Yeah, exactly. The scale shot basically shows, um, because the customer cannot see the product in real life, you want to give them a kind of um, the feel for how big or small it is. So the scale shot is about showing how big or small the product is. Yeah. What's detail? Detail shot is basically the close-up shot of your product. So this shot helps your customer understand uh, all the details and quirks, little quirks of your product. Um, so this also helps take away any confusion or answer any question that your customer might have about your product, right? It'll just make it easier for them to make the buying decision. So, yeah. <clears throat> I, I, like, I, like, I like this list. So, so is this like if, you, if, if I like hired you to come take photos, you, this would be like your checklist of like what you'd go and, and take. Yeah, whatever applies. Sometimes some cool. shots apply more than others. So then we have like multiple shots uh, where basically um, multiple shots are great for like documenting products that are sold in multiples, such as like bowls, uh, jewelry, especially something that's available in different finishes. Like let's take a ring that's available in silver, gold and rose gold. It's just um, grouping can be a great way to depict that depth, variation, and different sides and angles of the product in one compelling image. So that's the group shot uh, or the multiples shot. And then there's the packaging shot, which I want to talk about. Um, see, yeah, no why, why, take, why, take pictures of, why take pictures of the packaging? Like, who, who cares, right? That's what I thought. No, they do. Because knowing how your product is packaged gives customers a better sense of your branding and what to expect in the mail. So a beautiful packaging shot can also help convey to them that this could be a really good gift. You know, they can think of it as a gift. When they're, yeah, so that's a great idea to have a packaging shot if your packaging is, you know, great. Um, and lastly, I think uh, we have the process shot. That's one thing um, I kind of do sometimes when a process shot can basically use, be used to emphasize like the level of worksmanship uh, that went into creating that particular product. So if you're a handmade seller or you're in the handmade business, um, showing the process behind how that product is made can be incredible in terms of building trust as well as connection with your customers. So, and also these uh, shots do really well on Instagram. So showing the behind yeah. is kind of a thing. Okay. That's a good segue. Cause I, w- I want to wrap up and talk about, <laughs> all right. So that, this is like, you know, that's how you're going to produce photos for your website, but leave us with some uh, social media tips, like Instagram specific tips to, to, you know, get, get people clicking on more of my stuff with my photos. Yeah. Um, so first of all, you want to make sure your Instagram feed looks cohesive and consistent with your brand. So using photos that are great, that look standalone, they look great as well as additionally, they're also great when they're viewed, you know, with other photos in a grid. So just make sure your grid has a cohesive theme and it ties all your photos together with your brand and tells a story. And also make sure the photos are like streamlined and it's a curated set of images that are on brand and they kind of sit well with each other and look good when they're viewed together. Right. Um, also, like I said, packaging shots, process shots, all these do really well on Instagram. So if you are a jeweler, for example, it's a great idea to show work in progress kind of photos on Instagram. Uh, it just adds that extra connection and customers just feel like, I don't know what's the word you use. Um, just feel special to see the product being made and then they can buy that. It just adds a next level of connection. Yeah. Well, I think that's more important now than ever, right? You mentioned earlier yeah. about the importance of getting people to know and like and trust you. And there's no better way to get them to know you than like, 
you know, people, it, it started with food, right? And, and people want to know where, where, you know, sustainably sourced and all that stuff. And, and they want to yeah. know the same thing with, with clothing. And I think the same is true with any yeah. story, you know, maybe you make it like back to the water bottle example, maybe you make that in a different way. Like, you know, you, through your marketing and your site is a great way to tell that story. Exactly. And also user generated content is really good um, because it just creates that social proof and people want to buy your product when they see others using it. So create a hashtag and encourage customers to post photos of that new jacket or hat or whatever they bought. Uh, And that is great for social proof on Instagram as well. So all these few little things you can do for Instagram. Love it. Um, Chaitra, this was, this was awesome. Super, super helpful. Thanks for coming on here and, and giving us some, uh, you know, product photography tips. Where where can people go find more of your stuff if they want to just connect with you or check out your business? Yeah, I am at pinkpotstudio.com. That's my website. And also I have a free email course on productphotographyschool.co. Um, yeah, I can just send you the links and maybe you can link it in the show notes. But yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We'll do that. I don't know why. If you're listening to this episode, you better and you, you you need help with product photography. This is like the episode that should convince you to go take that course. So go and check it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chaitra, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for doing this show. Appreciate it. Thanks everybody for listening. If you like the show, leave me a review because I, I love reading the reviews on the e-commerce marketing show uh, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever else you listen. Otherwise, I will talk to you on the next episode. See ya. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Bye.